0: Welcome to Chasing Aesthetics, where fitness meets the science. Welcome, everyone, to Chasing Aesthetics. Today's a special episode. We have Alberto Núñez here with me, and I'm so, so happy to have him in the podcast. So, without further ado, uh, who are you, Alberto?
1: Uh, present yourself. Hey, I, it's more common now, but the Enya, you know, like just like five years ago, maybe I was yeah. like, well, people, I'm like, uh, whatever, just all that. Slide. <laughs> but now people here they know it's thannya, and of course, like when you say it it's like oh, that's how my that's how my parents intended my name to sound um so I'm a natural uh bodybuilder uh a professional natural bodybuilder um I still consider uh, my athletic identity is still like pretty pretty high up there's I'm still, I'd say, in the middle of my athletic career. Um and also um I am a coach at 3D Muscle Journey. Um and our what we do is we coach other natural athletes and then we also try to help, you know, put good information out there and then also, you know, like have uh, get people like interested in like doing this the drug free way because, you know, a lot of us know it's like it's almost in some places, it's like the drugs are almost like part of your gym membership, it's like part of your starter kit, you know. So, um, it's kind of nice. It, it's we try to be present so that people can, hey, stop and think, oh, hold up, we have this option because there's a long time where I almost didn't know that it was an option. So, um, so yeah, that's what we do.
0: Okay, so uh, now that we know. I think that everyone knows who, who Alberto is, but just yes, for for someone. So now that we know uh, what Alberto does uh, on his daily basis, um, we'll be talking about the recovery diet, because that's been a, a topic that's been discussed uh, from the three muscle journey guys. So just to put it in perspective, uh, what really... I would like to address what happens when the contest prep ends, because that's uh, important to know uh, in both physiological and psychological states.
1: Yeah, so um, I think this goes for like any sort of competitive endeavor. You know, once you have reached peak physical shape, like everything goes up, must come down. You know, uh, so competitively, like any other sport, kind of has a period post. Um, post peak competition season where you, you you try to get better you know you try to regenerate um, uh, before you start working on you know the next attempt to to peak um, and with physique sports it 's unique because it 's a combination of it 's not just like physical but it 's also yeah there 's a lot of psychological things that if you did it right and if you got lean enough yeah you 're going to experience them you know even if you 're very experienced to some extent you will. Um, I think well physically just because it's way easier on that end, uh, I think what <laughs> ends up happening is obviously there's not enough body fat to support a lot of uh, just your hormonal functions you know I think that's that's probably the the, the biggest one and um, we you know we, you hear the word overtraining being thrown out there a lot um, but overtraining with weightlifting is very hard to come by, but when you look at like the the, the list of things that like are, are symptoms for overtraining when you look at everything, it's like, oh, wow, this is kind of actually like a contest prep because, you know, you get the disruption of sleep, right? You get the, like, it's not just two weeks of getting off the volume to come back to where you were. It's like, no, it takes months, you know? So it, the only time that I can really see people, like, truly, truly overtraining, the way, in, in, say, an endurance runner experiences overtraining, is when you combine strength training with a contest prep. So that's the physical side. Um, the psychological side it's a whole different can of worms. Uh, I think, first of all, to start is, is uh, you know, with physique athletes, they, like disordered eating is not an uncommon thing like, to begin with. Like whether it happened before they started competing or, or developed somewhere in there, well, it just gets magnified because a lot of the things that will make you a successful contest prep athlete also kind of leave you with a transient, uh, non-permanent, hopefully, eating disorder. So um, I'd say that what, and I think anyone who does physique sports should probably look up this study, is, is the Minnesota Starvation Experiment. If you kind of want to know what you're in for, it's like, go look at that, learn as much as you can about like, what these, um, these soldiers went through. And that's, you can, I can almost guarantee that most everyone's going to have at least half of those symptoms. Over the course of a contest prep, um so um so yeah you're you're messed up is probably the best way to put it, really yeah. messed up,
0: yeah, I think that that means sort of a study is like a, they go to a study when we need to talk about contest prep and what happens next, so oh yeah, first time I read it, I was like,
1: oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like everything like they were they would play with their food, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. crazy so.
0: Uh now that we put that in context, uh let's get into it and talk about the
1: recovery diet. Mm. Okay. Um so I, I guess previous models, um, what were they, right? Uh what were the alternatives before we started to push for uh the recovery diet? Um I think the the, the, the first one was just kind of like let's see what happens is probably the best way to describe it. Like I think it's it's just like you know some people gain 30 pounds the first month some people you know it's like they try to stay tight for too long so there really was in some cases no strategy but then at some point the reverse diet uh, became something that was was very popular and the reverse diet was you know it was it was a slow increment it's like literally whatever steps you took on the way down through into contest prep shape you almost took them on the way up and sometimes it would take people four to five months to you know, supposedly finish the reverse dieting. So you not only were you, so you experienced this five month diet and then you still have five months afterwards of reverse dieting. And, um, I think the main incentive for that was like, cause it's better than getting fat. Um, and, uh, and then also because it, it kind of feeds into the body dysmorphia that the athlete might have a bit of at that point. Uh, so it's tempting to want to stay like that. Right. Um, and then there was a guarantee that you could supercharge your metabolism, which, I really don't think that's 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 true at the end. Um, so, what we came up with was something that kind of it it, um, it met maybe the two polar opposite ideas like halfway. You, know, you have the person that's just like I gained thirty pounds, you know, the first month after uh, dieting, and then you have the reverse dieter that's like I'm. It's been two months and I'm still the same weight as I was on the stage. So. Neither of these things we thought were good, or uh, the best way to go about it, so what we ended up um, I, I think the main things that make the reco- the, the main things that are aiming for during the recovery diet is one you want to get your weight back to where you have a healthy level of body fat, um, and what we recommend is like wherever you started your prep, which to us is about anywhere between eight to twelve percent above the estimated contest weight is where you start your prep we want you there in about four to six weeks. How do we get there? We get there with structure. So there's a purposely set up robust caloric surplus. And this will be the biggest caloric surplus that you'll see during your whole off season. Because again, we're trying to gain eight to 12% of our body weight um, over the course of four to six weeks. So this worked well because it got people out of all the mental loopy things a little bit faster than a lot of the other methods. Um, and uh, at the same time, you kept a lot of that structure, which you know. Again, when you've been following this intense, this plan like super precisely for months, it's very hard to just take that away from someone. So, um, so we we found a lot of success with that. And this last contest season was the first time that I ever personally used I had used it on my athletes forever, and like it was finally my t- time to like try it, and it was amazing. I mean, just a month later, I'm like, wow, it's so crazy that I prepped and I looked like that just a month ago which was a great thing you know yeah
0: so now uh, I would really like to hear don't Uh, forget to rate the podcast
1: on iTunes and leave a review may the aesthetics be with you